to episode 43 of the Bonfire Banter Podcast. I'm Megan, aka Bonfire Cherry, with my bearded co-host. I'm very bearded. Um, a little bit of less sort of moment, because I've got it trimmed recently. <laughs> I'm Dean Gibson from DGWeb Consultancy. And with us, we've got the wonderful... Uh, I'm Kathy from Handy Creatives. And we're so glad to have you on our podcast. Thanks, Megan. And Dean. Thank you for coming. So tell us about what you do, as Dean doesn't know because this is all um, Dean forgot we were recording. <laughs> That's all so, right, Dean. Don't so worry. it makes more informative for Dean and everybody listening. Uh, yeah, it's quite hard sometimes to describe what I do. Um, but basically, I help people with their spaces at home or at work. Um, and that means uh, decluttering spaces, reorganizing hmm. things in the spaces. Um, and ultimately changing the way that those spaces work for people. Ooh. It's, it's good to um, um, stay organised and help out with stuff. Yeah, I enjoy it. I particularly enjoy working with people in creative space um, because it's really important that um, as life changes, people's spaces work well for them. So with creative people, they might be taking on new projects or new tasks or commissions. And that means that they've got to, to have workshops and spaces that work well for them during I that process. It's happened quite a lot since lockdown. Yeah, a lot of people have been kind of tasking themselves with um, getting better organised during lockdown. But obviously there's been a big problem with what to do with things leaving spaces, with the charity shops being closed and the tips being closed. Um, and actually with my customers, I've been kind of more, um, my contact with them has been more about just focusing on family. Um, and we've started to pick things up now, uh, really, that lockdown's over. But for a lot of people, it was quite overwhelming. I think people fell into two categories. People were either, you know, really going hard at reorganising their spaces and decluttering, or they were just feeling too overwhelmed and not able to focus on it. Got any questions you want to ask, yeah. Dave? I'm just looking at my desk while you talk about this. Um, <laughs> <That's all right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of an essay. I'm sure everything's really useful, Dean, uh, and important. Yeah, uh, mostly. And you know what's there. To an extent, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's an important point, though. I couldn't come in and and organise that for you. Um, That wouldn't be what worked for you without understanding how you work and how you use the space. Yeah, totally. I'm on your website at the moment. It says you're a decluttering expert, professional organiser, space consultant, designer, motivator, and handy lady. Yeah, there's some great titles, really, that you kind of come across, I guess, in my industry and in my sector. Um, but I work with the practical rather than, rather than the kind of consultant hand-holding um, side of decluttering that you see. Uh, but, yeah, I do. Some, sometimes I'm designing spaces and drawing spaces as a pre-start. Sometimes I'm very DIY-heavy. Um, and sometimes it's just about supporting the person through that process and guiding them through it. Mm, so. Yeah, despite appearances, I do actually think a lot about uh, organising my space, when, just for workspace in general, because I find um, if you've got to think too much about stuff which is not related to what it is you're doing now, then it has a negative impact on your work. So, Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. that's the thing when, when work changes, when you go on to different projects. Um, it is important that you put some time and effort into your space to making sure that you've got what you need there. 
Yeah. So I guess I tend to work with people when life is changing um, and that's the time that they want to tackle or, or make changes. Um, what motivated you, Megan, to kind of crack on with organising your space and your workshop? It's because um, I used to work in my bedroom and um, at the time I used using ink that um, stank the room quite a lot, out quite a lot. A few times I think I got a bit high and um, I think me and my brother were looking at space to put stuff, our stuff in and yeah. um, we looked it into um, on an auction site, not eBay. And um, <laughs> I have to say, because people assume it would be eBay. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, we saw an old PE shed and that. We bought, uh, um, both of us put money into it and we, um, I had one half the shed at first and then he had the other half and I bought the rest of him, uh, rest of it of him a few months later, I think about a year and a bit later. And it's more, um, I, at first it was more just dumping stuff on one side and working on the other. But I've been trying to get it tidy, but it has been a challenge. Yeah, it's it's been good to see the progress that you made with it. It's all right on one side, it's just underneath the table where all the mess is at. What do you find hard about, um, do you mind stuff underneath the table? Does it bother you or...? No, not really. It's more if someone ever comes in and that, but it's more if when I show any um, photos or videos while we're in the shed, I don't, I don't want them to see the mess. <laughs> it is bad. It's, it's a funny thing, isn't it, really? Because if it's useful to you and it's creative stuff, there's still a part of us that feels that it is mess and that we should change it. But actually, people have very different views on what organised means. And part of working with my customers is... To, to help them to create something rather than replicate what they've seen, you know, on Instagram or other platforms. And it's about, it's about them choosing what works for them and what they're comfortable with. I think um, social media has helped um, people, because um, I suppose with like nowadays of like home bloggers and that showing off what they do with the home, do you think that, would mo- that motivate, uh, motivates people to help tidy their home and try things differently? Uh, I wouldn't say, I think from my point of view, my customers, I wouldn't say it's had a positive impact, but that's probably because um, a lot of my customers, their mental energy and their physical energies don't match. Although they might have a lot of um, really positive, creative um, ideas, they haven't got the physical ability to keep on on top of things or to replicate those. That's made to a T. Yeah, and that's fine, but there's a lot of pressure, isn't there, to be made to feel that that is messy under your desk when actually if you're happy with that and you're comfortable with it, what I try to do is help people to focus on the space because it's the space around it. If that space is useful to you, then that's important, but we are made to feel guilty about the fact that we should be replicating you know, things that are in the media, and that's not healthy. It's really not healthy. Yeah, we talked about in a previous episode, uh, I think with Katie, mentioning that there's people who like dedicate an Instagram page to like moving into a house and seeing it kind of built up into something. And I suppose we we kind of create a tailored um, kind of manicured version of what we want people to see rather than what it actually looks like when it's actually a working space. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think like, I mean, I never show photos of 
of customer's treasure and they're, they're more than welcome to often people will personally post stuff that I've done with them but actually it would only be voyeuristic it would only be for other people to look and to judge what they thought was a good job or a bad job of a space being organized and it's really important for my customers that they feel safe that it's not going to be for show it's actually for life and it's for the quality of their life um you know not for good insta photos as it were so yeah i don't agree with the sites that i see doing before and after photos i think they're not appropriate but that's just yeah that's just me uh yeah do make a fair point um it's I suppose yeah. that's uh, nowadays of social media is a lot of pressure to do things. Well, I can understand the business side of it is you want to see kind of a before and after of how you've made an impact, but I guess you yeah. have to look at other ways of doing that. Yeah, I guess I'm lucky. I suppose I make what you know work mainly on recommendation. Um, so, but yes, I mean, I could I could certainly come and make your desk look really super cool, Dean. But you know, for you to maintain that, it's got to be what you want and what you need and so to do that we need to do it together if you need a hand yeah um for me to come and do it to you would be brilliant photographs <laughs> but not for your practical working life so you need to get the wires hanging from the ceiling sorry you need to get the wires hanging from the ceiling yeah yeah that's okay <laughs> I, I have been taught how to properly tie tidy tables by my husband so you're all right <laughs> Yeah, it's very different for different people. And I work differently from most people, I think, that really market themselves in, in what we would call the decluttering and organising areas. Um, I'm very much action and, and very much hands-on and support through the process. Um, I don't do anything online. Uh, my support is physical and practical uh, rather than consultancy and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I used to follow blogs like declutter online also like apartment therapy years ago when i was when google reader was a thing um, oh yeah i don't know them yeah. but yeah the thing i've learned from things like that and like baby condo um kind of books or similar stuff is a lot of it is mindset more than actually here's a system you gotta follow it yeah i think it's interesting obviously i, I do have to explain to people that i'm not going to help them have closer relationships with their socks um, since uh, Maricon started doing it, but and that is a really important. <laughs> yeah, it's a really important part of me having those conversations, and I certainly use, um, you know, a lot. I, I use a lot of inspiration uh, from a lot of different people, really. Um, but my process is different because we- I can imagine you in a grave tone saying, "I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, but I can't do anything about your socks." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a really important conversation to have with people. Um, that you know, that I work differently and I work on space, um, and out of the space comes creativity. So that's part of the reason why I guess I'm handy creatives is because I'm handy and practical with the DIY skills to, to practically change spaces, but also in a creative way um, that changes the behaviour, uh, hopefully when people want to change the way that their space works and make it work for them, yeah, not feel overwhelmed anymore. I suppose that's a thing, whether they want it to be a working space. I mean, in your personal lives, I suppose you might be happy with having a little bit of mess and um, like you say, just it's probably fine. You just, if you're happy enough. But if you're trying to get things done, then it, I guess it it is a lot more important to be able to do your work. So 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I talk about workspace, I do mean home as well, because we work at home, you know, we work with our cooking, with our, um, you know, our relaxing, everything we do, do at home is still a workspace. Um, and it still needs to work well for people. Um, but you're right. It's just about the fact that I don't help people replicate what they might find on the internet. That's, that's not my job. My job is to, to help them. So for example, if they wanted a shelf dedicated to gin, such as Megan, then I could help organize that with her. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying that. I'm going to try their ras- fresh raspberry. That's something I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, her face, her face looks better than the butterscotch. <laughs> Do you want to end this episode with a booze related fact? Oh, yeah. Give it to us. During Prohibition, moonshiners and other bootleggers um, boot, <laughs> boot would wear cow shoes that would leave an imprint that looked like hooves. This idea was to make it harder for the, for the police to track their movements through um, through footprints. Oh, interesting. So yeah, booze-related one. <laughs> it seems apt after we started with booze to finish with booze. Comes full circle. And I recommend checking out our pre-show for this episode that will be released before this and available at the pre uh, thegreatshows.com slash bonfirebanzer. Only available there, so I recommend checking it out. And this has been a getting slightly drunk Megan, aka Bonfire Cherry, <laughs> with... I continue to be Dean from DG Web Consultancy. With your audio breaking up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They won't hear it though. <laughs> oh no. And you have been? Um, I've been Kathy from Handy Creatives. And when where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Facebook um, or www.handycreatives.co.uk. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, goodbye. Thanks. Thanks bye. a lot. Bye.